Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the man who's always falling with style, my Rewind and Review co-host, Jason. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> uh, joining us once again is super producer James Jimmy. doing what he does best, losing audio. Yes, he does. We'll never, we'll, we'll never forget. All the time. Good on you, Jimmy. Now... Similar to our most recent episode, today's episode, which is number 32, uh, we'll take a look at a movie with a new sequel coming out this month. That's right. Now, for our new listeners who don't know what we're all about, I'm going to tell you what we're all about. Rewind (laughs) and Review is the podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? That's right. Now, we all thought it was done at the conclusion of its third movie, but with a fourth addition to the franchise on its way, uh, there is no better time to look back at the original movie of this franchise, which is beloved by multiple generations. It's time to blast off. Oh, infinity. And beyond. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the year 1995. We have to go back! Go back, Stem! What year is it? Are you telling me you built a time machine? The year 1995. The year Mel Gibson called for freedom, Pierce Brosnan killed Sean Bean, Bruce Willis died hard for a third time, and a pig named Babe spoke to sheep. That's right, yes, none of which we're talking about today, because today's episode is about the first time Andy's toys came to life in the hit animated family movie, Toy Story. This movie has the honour of being the first ever feature-length film to be entirely computer animated, as well as the first feature film from Pixar. I know we say Game Changer a lot, Mm. But this was actually a game changer for animated movies. Um, And this one, of course, produced by Pixar Animation Studios, was released by Walt Disney Pictures. Directed by John Lasseter and written by Lasseter, Andrew Stanton, Pete Docter and Joe Ramft, Toy Story takes us to a world where toys come to life when humans are not present. Uh, When the humans are around, the toys are, as we know them to be, lifeless, nothing but child playthings. Um, And that is their purpose in life, to be there for their child owner. The film centres around a bedroom of toys owned by a boy named Andy Davis, who's voiced by John Morris, um, who are led by an old-fashioned pull-string cowboy doll uh, named Woody, voiced by Tom Hanks. Um, Caught off guard when Andy's birthday party is moved up um, a week, as his family, uh, including his mother and infant sister Molly, are preparing to move for the following week, uh, the toys encounter a new addition to Andy's room an astronaut action figure named Buzz Lightyear, who's voiced by Tim Allen. Woody and Buzz uh, become instant rivals who uh, compete for the affections of Andy. Things are further complicated with Buzz believing himself to be the real Buzz Lightyear, the intergalactic space ranger, instead of just a toy, a child's plaything. You are a child's (laughs) plaything! You are a sad, strange little man. (laughs) With Andy beginning to favour his new space ranger toy over his longtime favourite cowboy sheriff, A resentful Woody accidentally knocks Buzz out of Andy's bedroom window. Buzz follows Andy and Woody on their way to dinner at Pizza Planet, confronting Woody at a local petrol station. 
During their scuffle, the two of them are accidentally left behind. The two toys must then work together to be reunited with Andy and the rest of Andy's toys. Yep, and the rest of Andy's toys, uh, which includes Mr. Potato Head, uh, voiced by Don Rickles, uh, Rex, voiced by Wallace Shawn, Slinky Dog, voiced by the late Jim Varney, Bo Peep, voiced by Annie Potts, and Ham, voiced by uh, John Ratzenberger. As they, uh, as they prepare for the upcoming movie, Woody and Buzz end up next door in the hands of Sid, voiced by Eric Von Detten, who uh, finds pleasure in mutilating, torturing, and destroying his toys. Hilarity and lots of emotion ensure. Oh, emotion. So much. I'm just going to say, I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love... It does all right. I love Toy Story. I love the Toy Stories. <laughs> I love... I've loved Pixar ever since. Um, Toy, uh, Toy Story, 1995's Toy Story was the first movie I ever saw at, at a cinema. Was it? That's my... Oh, my. That's my, yeah, that's my claim to fame with Toy Story. That's incredible. Think of the age I was. I was about five years old. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't Jurassic Park. Because mm. my parents were, you know, 1% sensible. But <laughs> Toy Story, kids movie. And, yeah. But, so, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh I mean, gosh. it wasn't the first kids movie I ever seen, obviously, but at the cinema, yeah, that was. How many times do you reckon you've seen it? Couldn't Is... even. No, it's one of those where I don't have a number. Mm. <laughs> I don't mm. have a number. Well, okay. Well, I love the movie. I I'm not that enthusiastic. I mean, <laughs> I I do. I, I there's everything about this movie I love. There's so much about it. It was such a game changer, and you. I was old enough to notice that it was a game changer. Right. Yeah. Um. And I knew. Because of my, even though I was seven years old when Jurassic Park came out, I knew that was a game changer too. Because of yeah, the, game changers everywhere. Yeah, because of the you know <laughs> the the um the introduction of just that computer assisted tech for for all of these things, I saw all that evolving. So yeah, it was it really captured. Where me. I had to look back and go, okay. hang on a sec, that's a bit <laughs> of a shift, isn't it? But um, so I've seen. I reckon I could probably I'd probably say I've only seen the movie probably ten, maybe fifteen times. But each, that's still a you know, a good number oh, of times. Definitely. Right? And unlike For most a normal of the movies, person. <laughs> <laughs> unlike most of the time, uh, movies that we review, I haven't had a big gap since I've seen this. I've seen it pretty much you know, once every couple of years. Like it pops up. Yeah, it just, it just comes up. Um, so I'm familiar with it. You know, <laughs> I'm very familiar with it. And I, I love it as well. And I'm so, really excited to talk about so it. So when we do so. our quiz later, you might do okay. Uh, we'll but see. I mean... You know, I've got the toys. Like at the moment, here yep. in the studio, we're looking at a Buzz and Woody sitting on our on our desk. Yeah, um, that's Buzz Lightyear. That's Buzz Lightyear. That's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear. It, it, it is Buzz Lightyear. It's right there. He's there. Um, I've got, <laughs> I guess, a Woody slash Andy tattoo on my chest. Yep. It's a sheriff's badge with Woody's boots, and there's an and there's Andy's print on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. My wife has a corresponding Buzz Lightyear tattoo. Um, it's like the Star Command Space Ranger logo logo in the same position because we're lame like that. But I mean, yeah, you know, when people ask me why, why Toy Story? And I tell them, you know, oh, first movie I saw at the cinema, claimed to fame. Obviously, I love the movie as well. Yeah, yeah. All of that. So, I mean, I guess I like this movie more than you maybe. Uh, well, well, maybe, but gosh, I'm excited to talk about it. Okay. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, let's start with the... Box office, yeah, uh, with a budget of only thirty million dollars. So hard to believe, but yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, you know, I think only a hundred people worked on this movie compared to, say, for example, The Lion King. Yeah, three hundred people. That's crazy. Including animators, writers, voice actors, all that. This mm. one, a team of one hundred people, maybe like a hundred and one or two or something. Yeah. But yeah, put it together. So yeah, maybe 
That's it's pretty really, cheap. It's interesting. But anyway, box office three hundred and seventy three point six million. It's a lot of money. And I think that might be the initial count. That's not including their 3D oh. re-release that they had in like 2010 or whenever it was. Yeah. I don't think that actually includes um, home sales. Oh, like yeah. Either. Normally, like, box gosh. office. Yeah. Beautiful number. So, times 10. <laughs> times, times 10 plus. Times 10 plus. Oi, Pixar and their merchandise. Oh, like, shit. you know, yeah. the Cars franchise has like... They've made probably like 20 times the box office numbers yeah. just in merchandise alone. Uh, Toy Story must be killing it as yeah, well. they would be. I mean, movies about toys, perfect perfect thing to sell Wait, toys to. Is this movie just an ad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't we, do that. Don't say that. Don't pond? do it. Don't do it. Um, you've got a tattoo on your chest now because of this. Um, all right, let's talk about the, the critics. Scara. The critics. Um, it received, as you would expect, critical acclaim. Um, this is one of the very few... Movies that has a uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is amazing. Now, again, that's not saying it's a perfect movie. That's just saying every single person Person. thinks it's at least a more than 60% good movie. Correct. (laughs) So the audience score is 92%, which is still pretty high, um, but 100% Rotten Tomatoes rating out of 83 reviews. So like you said, 83 people reviewed it and 83 people said it's worth watching it's worth watching or gushed like us but we're yeah but I mean have you met anyone who doesn't like Toy Story even if they're like you could know could you imagine it's how okay, sad that it's person fine. would be like I enjoy it but no one's bagging it and saying no that's a shit movie they would not be my friend <laughs> maybe is- those people did exist but now they're dead <laughs> so they don't exist anymore. I don't know if um, I don't know if Toy Story is a reason for a homicide but that's alright um, alright Metacritic uh, it's 95 out of 100. It's a bloody good Metacritic score. Uh, that's based on 26 reviews. Cinema score obviously gives a film an A rating. Critics, they describe this movie as innovative and entertaining. Yep. Pixar is a family-friendly force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. And yes. Yeah. Yes. They uh, reckoned. <laughs> absolutely. Um, now, awards. It's nominated for four Academy Awards, which included the original screenplay, uh, musical comedy score, Original song and special achievement award um, for Lasseter as well, and he actually won that. The film did not win any of the others. Do you, do you know who won the score? I'm um, sorry, the song for that year. What year was it? '95. Uh, is it another Disney movie? Yeah. Can you? I'll tell you. But Lion King. No, because no. that was a couple years before. A little movie. It was no, no, no. That was I'm well before. Oh, um, that was before. It was Pocahontas. Um, Colors of the Wind. That bitch. Yeah. No, that's a good song. <laughs> it is a bloody good song. It is a good song. But yes. Um, All right, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, so it it, it didn't uh, didn't get any of the other awards. It was nominated for two Golden Globes. Um, Best Motion Picture and Best Original Score. Uh, it was nominated for a BAFTA, Best Achievement in Visual Effects, um, and nominated eight Annie Awards, and it won all eight of those. Um, we haven't listed them here, but go on the wiki page, you'll find them. Uh, and the film was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry um, in America by the United States Library of Congress in 2005. It's that good, they say. It's that good. There's not many, actually, that have been selected for preservation the franchise the Toy Story franchise now it got a sequel in 1999 Toy Story 2 now this was Pixar's first sequel and it was for a long time until Cars 2 I believe was the next one that got a sequel yeah Um, this one also directed by John Lasseter Um, it was originally going to be a director video release um, a tradition that I guess Disney had of you know when they did their sequels was to Make them on the cheap, put them yeah. out fast. But what they had made, what they had created, was so good. They were yeah. like, 
this is too good for direct. Like, we've yeah. got to put this in cinemas. Yeah. Um, and it is also another one of the very few movies that has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is brilliant. And I absolutely love that movie. I absolutely love it. In fact... I hope we review that one day, because I, I may even like it more than this one. Yeah, maybe when Toy Story 5 comes out. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're not going to stop uh, now. We had anyway. Toy Story 3 um, in yeah. 2010, directed by Lee Un- Uncritch. Um, it was originally going to be about the Buzz Lightyear toys being recalled, so there was some sort of issue. I remember reading about that. Um, that's not a bad plotline, to be honest. Well, I think with Toy Story 2, it was sort of... Cent- it was centred on Woody like, and sort of his backstory and, yeah. you know, the toys sort of coming together with that. Although you did see more of Buzz's world with, um, you know, with Zerg, Zerg and, yeah. and the other, yeah, and the Spanish, like, yeah, which is interesting, but, um, <laughs> the Spanish, the Spanish, yeah. Spanish Buzz. <laughs> also with Toy Story 3, uh, Jim Varney was replaced by Blake Clark as the voice of Slinky yeah. due to Varney's death in 2000. Tragic. Just something worth noting there. Furthermore, there were some short films produced, um, which were shown in theatres in front of other Disney features. So these short films include Hawaiian Vacation, which is in front of Cars, Cars 2, sorry, in 2011. Um, Small Fry, which is in front of the Muppets in 2011. Um, And Partysaurus Rex, in front of Finding Nemo 3D release um, in 2012. On that, they I guess they abandoned the cinema releases of them, but they went to some short films which aired as AB, on ABC as television specials. Yeah. In 2013, we got Toy Story of Terror, mm. uh, which was like a Halloween special. Toy Story That Time Forgot in 2014, which focused on Rex, I believe. It's about dinosaurs and stuff. Have you seen either of them? Yeah, seen both. Okay. I've seen all of these. Come on now. I don't know. I, um, haven't, I haven't seen them. So. Now, and of course, in... Uh, this year, 2019, we are getting Toy Story 4, which is directed by Josh Cooley. Yeah. Um, now, John Lasseter was attached um, when production started for it, um, but he stepped down in two- 2017 for reasons. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> in other media, um, so obviously this movie's been every- is everywhere, but um, there was a spin-off um, direct-to-video 2D animated film um, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, The Adventure Begins in, two, in the year 2000, which actually had Tim Allen reprise the voice. And it was an animated series, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, um, voiced by Patrick Warburton. Uh, now, there's positive acclaim, and there's two seasons of that, um, and it had about 65 episodes. But I, the uh, director video 2D animated film, I think they copped a lot of flack because it was in a different animation style. Yeah, I think they went, oh, it's Toy Story, yeah. like, what's happening? But I think, I don't know, it worked because it was, like, a separate thing. Mm. I think it served its purpose as oh. 2D. And I think, like, the intro of that show had had the 3D animated toys yeah. watching a 2D animated show on And I think that's kind of cool. I wonder if it's considered canon. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? Well, but it's, it's like a... It's you know, a, you know it's Clone a, Wars with Star Wars yeah. is a completely different medium, but it is part of the canon and it's part of well, the Well, like, it's like if the real world is the Toy Story world, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command is something that they watch, a, a part of fiction in their world. So, yeah, right. You know, it's a Buzz Lightyear cartoon that the toys are watching and, oh, right. you know, the humans are watching. Um, but the the hmm. movie, the the director video movie, the, yeah. that was split up into three episodes and like became part of the show. Oh right! But it's odd knowing that Tim Allen reprised his role for that movie or for those first three episodes, and then it jumped to Patrick Warburton. But right, it happened. Okay, interesting. Um, there's a whole lot of other 
you know, Toy Story crap. Like I said, you know, before Pixar and their merchandising and all that. Yeah. Um, there's Disney's animated storybook, Toy Story, and Disney's Activity Center. Um, Toy Story, which is for Windows and Mac OS. Right. Um, Toy Story video game for Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Game Boy PC, as well as a Toy Story racer for PlayStation. Hmm. In the modern times, like now and stuff, um, video games include the the Toy Story characters being included yeah. in Disney Infinity and Kingdom Hearts right. 3 even. Yeah. In 1996, uh, Disney on Ice, um, their Toy Story production. Yeah, opened. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and in 2008... Um, Disney Wonder Cruise ship launched uh, Toy Story the musical. Excellent, amazing. Now with all Disney things, you know, like we got the theme park attraction. Yeah. There's seven different rides across um, the Disney theme parks mm-hmm. around the world. So whether it be Disneyland, World, yeah, uh, where are they? Paris. Oh, they're everywhere. Hong Kong. Is there one in Hong Kong? I don't know. Wherever they are. Tokyo. Well, yeah. The States. So there's seven Toy Story things. And I think, aren't they doing like Toy Story land or something? Like, you know how they've got like, they've got like that Star Wars land. Yeah. I think they're doing a whole Toy Story themed. Because it's Disney. And it's Toy Story. They've got so much (laughs) freaking money. Um, in 2014, Pixar um, designed Gromit Lightyear, um, which is a sculpture based on the Wallace and Gromit property, um, and it sold for over £65,000, which is brilliant. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, we mentioned the merchandise and the toys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this movie, whether it was actually created to be a tool to do this, either way, it has become a machine of... Merchandise, so you can go. Yeah. You can buy a Woody toy, a Buzz Lightyear, a Slinky, a Rex. Mm. Um, hell, you can even get a Bo Peep now with the with the new. Oh really? Movie. Oh, of course, Mr. Potato. I mean, a lot of these toys did exist already. Yeah. You know, Mr. Potato Head and stuff like that. But I mean, the sales of, for instance, Mr. Potato Head went skyrocketed yeah. after Toy Story. Um, we had one in our house because of that. It's crazy, and then yeah. you get you know other brands come on board with the sequels. You know, like the Barbie doll and stuff like mm. that. I think by though like Mattel doing that, I think they went. Oh, we can actually market our product in that movie now. Uh, so it's all it's all wonderful. Yeah. So heaps of merchandise. Um, go get your Woody toys. Everybody. Go get some Woody. Uh, now we can't talk about legacy of the movie Toy Story without talking about its impact on the genre. So we already mentioned it's the first feature length film to be entirely computer generated, and it pretty much paved the way for studios to kind of replicate this technique. So therefore. From here onwards, you know, all the studios emulated that kind of formula and creating all CG. Um, and so there's, there's a bit of a compa- um, competitive animation market came out of it, um, particularly between, I want to point out, between DreamWorks and Pixar. Do, were you aware of these comparisons? I mean, the, yeah, like that period of time where there were two yeah. similar movies with yeah. the same themes and sort of yeah. so a bug's characters. Life versus, um, <laughs> the movie Ants, that's one. Finding Nemo versus um, A Shark's Tale, it kind of came out at the same time. Um, and Monsters, Inc. versus uh, Mon- Monsters versus Aliens. So that's two. DreamWorks versus Pixar. And that's within the space of about five years. I think like these days, or at least in the past few years, there's actually been... Um, like that similar thing would happen, but then like one company would actually pull back and say, "Oh, they're already doing that." Okay, um, Pixar had like a project called Newt that they had in, oh, it's in a the work. Thing, yeah, right? and it was at the same time of I think like it was Rango, Rango yeah. and they were like, "Oh, I forget the studio." I think was it was it DreamWorks? Oh, or let's just say it was. I don't know. It's, it was an animation company yeah. of some sort, um, and they were like, "Well, scrap it," yeah. and it was gone. And it was like, "Where'd that Newt movie go?" And, 
but but it doesn't hasn't always worked that way. It also happened in live action too. But I mean, when I went talking about that, oh, but of course, remember yeah. like Armageddon and Deep Impact? They both came out within like six months yeah. of each other, something like that. And like the two asteroid-based movies with people going into space. <laughs> yeah, all the time. You know, like, a couple uh, of years ago, it was like no strings attached and like yeah, friends with benefits. Or I mean, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, similar theme movie. It, it, happens, it, but, it happens. But there definitely was a competitive animation market for a point there. Um, um, but but you're right. Um, in terms of like the animation sort of shift, two D yeah. animated movies have sort of disappeared. Yeah. Um, I think now when a two D movie is is brought out. You know, you know, by a company sell it by Disney or something, it's usually like a special event or something. Mm. Like one of the last two D movies that came out, like the Simpsons movie or like yeah, uh, even, uh, Teen even. Titans Go actually comes to mind as yeah. as one of them. Uh, you know, as like big productions. I mean, yeah. but just, generally it's reserved for TV now. Yeah, yeah and it's like it's like kids, I guess, go if it's not if it's not this three D animated, they're not interested. Yeah. And I've you know, I've met a few kids who have that opinion and they're just yeah. like, ah, I just don't like the art form, I guess. They're not saying that, but they're just like, I'm just not interested. Even though they, they don't quite realise that they could very well make their own animations at home if they wanted to, based on the 2D kind of technique. Oh, that's but sad, anyway. It's sad. Anyway. Oh, well. Did you ever do that when, when you were a kid? I did, but I don't want to talk about it because people think I'm nerdy enough. Oh, right. Um... The movie left an impact with its catchphrase, To Infinity and Beyond, Buzz Lightyear's famous... I was going to say last words, but I guess they're yeah. um, In 2008, astronauts took an action figure of Buzz Lightyear into <laughs> space on the Discovery Space Shuttle as part of an educational experience with students while stressing the catchphrase. So they were amazing. like, they were all about it. Beyonce <laughs> used the phrase in her 2008 song, Single yeah, Ladies. I remember that. And Capital Steez um, released a song titled Infinity and Beyond in 2012. Right. May he rest in peace. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, in 2013, a fan-made live-action version of this film was posted on YouTube that received more than 2 million views before being taken down by Disney for copyright on the audio, um, and then it was re- returned in February 2016. Haven't seen it? Did you see it? Oh, I watched I, like, I want to now. I watched like 15 minutes of it, and then I was like, well, it's the same thing, so I must have just watched the actual movie. But they know they did a really cool job with good, it. So Good on them. Um, but you know what? Overall... Like summing up the legacy of this movie, you know, it kickstarted the future of Pixar mm. um, and the relationship between Disney and Pixar, I guess, as well. Um, and this includes many Pixar traditions that you get throughout their movies the A113 Easter egg, yep. um, the feature of the Luxo ball, the Pizza Planet truck, um, mm. character cameos across the movies, the shared in universe brands. Yeah. Um, and also the extensive Pixar theory. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I've heard, but I don't know its full extent. It's basically like all connected. the movies are in like one universe, but it may span thousands, thousands of years. Of years. Yeah, yeah, so like things evolve, and oh, it's yeah. crazy. Very, very, um, very crazy. Do you know the um, the the A one one three Easter egg? Do you know its origins? Do you know understand? Oh, uh, it was it was pretty on the spot here. Was I believe it, like, it's... was it a College dorm room? Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. It was Lasseter's or Stanton's college was dorm room the... or like one of their work rooms where they went in and, and yeah. mucked about with, with all this stuff. So I don't know that 100% for sure, but um, that's what I've heard. And, and then, like you said, that thing appears in like so many of the movies. It's one of the like, fun things. Glasses, plates for. and things, yeah. Um, but 20 feature films already produced by Pixar. Yep. Toy Story 4 will be the 21st. Um, and we've also got Onward, mm. which is um, coming out... Is it? Later this year or next year sometime? We'll be the 22nd. It might be this year. Yeah. I don't know. There we go. But 
yeah, Pixar have done very well, all from this uh, 1995 masterpiece. Let's talk about Pixar. We can dive into the animation, I guess, of yep. this movie. Now, traditional animation... Last, it's been around forever. <laughs> well, yeah, it was pretty much around. Um, these pricks at Pixar came along and were like, <laughs> hey, how about this? So, um, CGI wasn't really a thing in regards to like exclusive CGI, so that kind of came about in... I think it was used to produce its first short film in um, 1976. Yeah. But from there, so like you said, it's usually used to enhance traditional um, animation. So yeah, it would like film- feature in a 2D film yeah. or, or, feature, or, or like in a live action film or something. Or will it either assist the technique or just kind of bring it together. Like So Little Mermaid in um, 1989 uh, had, um, there was, uh, what was it? bunch of shipwrecks down the bottom of the ocean i can't really explain where because i haven't seen the movie for, for a very very long time but they're all cg beauty and the beast the ballroom scene yeah is cg um aladdin the cave the cave of wonders or whatever it's called yeah cave of wonders is that what it's called yeah yeah that's cg um <laughs> and the lion king the um the wildebeest stampede that's all cg as well Ooh. so but but yeah, like it's like it's like it's beautiful animation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but they're it's, they're using it to complement the t- um, right, and of course, thing. a fully fledged CGI feature film was never done until 1995. <laughs> 1995. Now, Pixar originated in 1979 when George Lucas's Lucasfilm was able to recruit Edwin Catmull uh, mm. from the New York Institute of Technology to start the graphics group of its special effects division. Yep. In late 1983, Catmull bought. In Disney animated John Lasseter as a freelance independent contractor, Lasseter had been recently fired by the Walt Disney Company for his (laughs) vigorous advocacy of computer-generated animation. Um, After being first exposed to the medium during the production of 1982's Tron, another example of the CGI being used as an element, uh, but not the whole film. Um, and then pitching a full feature called The Brave Little Toaster. They wanted none of it. They were like, just get out of here. Yeah. Um, he was hired as a full-time employee by Lucasfilm about a year later. Yeah. Um, in 1986, Pixar was um, a spin-off from Lucasfilm um, as a separate corporation with I think, like with $10 million capital from Apple computer co-founder Steve Jobs. It's funny how it's all a little connected little world, isn't it? And John Lasseter was a founding member. But in 88, John Lasseter produced the short film Tin Toy, which was told from the perspective of a toy. It was the first computer-generated film to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film. Mm -hmm. This caught the attention of new Disney CEO Michael Eisner and Chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg in the film division. Yep, Uh, Lasseter refused to leave Pixar for Disney. Uh, and Disney had um, had always produced all their movies in in house. Um, an agreement was made for Pixar to make a feature film under the Disney license. Um, the deal specified that Disney would own the picture and its characters outright, have creative control, and would pay Pixar about twelve percent, twelve point five percent of the ticket revenue. Disney had the option to do Pixar's next two films and the right to make with or without Pixar, sequels using the characters of the films. It's a really shitty contract. Um, <laughs> their first feature film would, um, would be based on Tin Toy with a working title of Toy Story. But as we... But the rest things, is history. The thing, things with the contract, they did change as production went along. Um, and we, I might mention a few of them as we go. Excellent. Um, but let's talk, let's talk about the animation that we get in this movie. Let's actually talk about this movie. Yeah. The quality of it. Yeah. Like we look at a we look at a lot of old movies and we can say that you know things start to look a bit shit after a few years you know yeah. looking back at them. Now this movie I watched it on 
Oh, I've been recently. You know, the past few watches I've had, I've had it have been on Blu-ray. Same. Now, with the computer-generated images, the way they build the, the what you see on screen mm. is that basically every single object is its own object, mm. um, and then they piece it all together, and then you they flesh it out and they render things. They have a little. digital camera that floats now, around when the you, world. Yeah. When you high-definition the image, if you intensify it, you start to see different qualities in each of the images. Right. Say you'll get, like, Mr. Potato Head's body will be very detailed. Rex's body will be, you know, you'll see every curve and groove and then you'll see like you know like the post on the side of the bed and it will just be yeah pretty basic mm. when you when you go high def you can see those imperfections and that yeah. has been improved as the movies have gone on yeah you know you get to toy oh, story definitely. two three and it's just like everything yeah. is of the same quality and it's of high quality yeah now i'm not saying this movie is uh, brought down because of that mm. it still looks amazing that's just me nitpicking the shit out of it <laughs> chuck this in on dvd my god amazing blew my mind <laughs> so well I watched, but it still blends well it still blends well don't get it, me wrong it, it does but you do so watching it today right off on blu-ray i did i looked at and there's definitely a few things like you said you know balustrades on the staircases yeah a few, yeah a few texture things around the room and stuff um human hair or even you know what humans, uh, even humans humans, humans. Let's just say humans or, and dogs. They're terrifying. Dogs. <laughs> that dog does not look like a dog, but that's fine. I forgive it completely yeah. because it's still an animation. Right. And we you give it's, allowances so, to like the cartooniness of yes. it. Yeah. So one thing I wouldn't give it, I wouldn't forgive it for is if that level, like the quality, if you're looking for realism and most live action films, when the CG lets you down, it's the realism factor that gets Because it, it doesn't blend with the, the real world images that you're seeing. Yeah, cor- yeah. But, but because this is, it is all cartoon anyway. Yeah. It's just, you're seeing it in 3D modelled. I forgive it. I definitely see the texture issues. However, I did say there was a couple of standouts too. Like, if you're... When um, Buzz is climbing out of the hedge, the leaves of the plants look photoreal. Like, they look real. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's so they many, look amazing. There's such a contrast, and yeah, it can the contrast can be can be daunting, but there are elements of of the images that you see that are so detailed. Mm. It blows my mind how how they got this done. Well, but Re- I mean, Rex had, is an example. Yeah, Rex has got amazing texture on him, and he's he, like, yeah, he's he's very well rendered, and it was 1995. But then yeah. Ham was <laughs> such shit. But <laughs> Ham always has looked like he's just a smooth porcelain pig maybe it's more difficult to do something like ham because he is so smooth and textured and, and, and not textured i guess because he is so smooth yep. that you can't put any more detail that's in there yeah um but you get other you get you know you get shots from you know like around the bedroom and stuff and just like throughout yeah. the house and you'll see scuff marks on the wall you know like there's yeah there's attention to those sorts of details and stuff that all just sort of blends and also it. the characters themselves like once um woody and buzz are kind of going through their adventure and you know, Buzz has had his fall and he's sitting on the ground with, like before the cannibals come and get him. <laughs> um, but he's got black smudges all over his white. And yeah. Stuff. And it's like, it's a progressive thing. It's, he, Andy's room is so attention. clean yeah. and bright and then you get out into the world. And yeah, you're right. Like Sid's room, you get like, all this scruff and yeah. scary things and there's so much detail. There's so much going on in one Can, can in you one remember shot. Sid's desk? Yes, yes, it's like splattered with paint and it's like scratchings and his, stuff. It's really, his backpack really. or his bag or whatever, like the the detail. Oh, there's little, the there's little scrawlings on the back. I didn't need to do that, but they did it. They it's crazy. It is really amazing. The the infrastructure, you know, like building designs and stuff. Pizza Planet. Yeah. You know, if you try and draw an image on a computer, drawing a straight line mm. is the easiest thing you can do mm. with a computer. 
if you look at Pizza Planet or like the fuel station, yeah. you see these curved shapes just yeah. to give it like it just gives everything just this sort of wacky, bizarre sort of fun yeah. feel to it. Where it's like, oh, that could have just been a square building, but everything's yeah. rounded. Yeah, I think oh, it's, it's, so well it's just like. Yeah, effort. It's effort. great. And if you want to talk realism, like every now and then you get um, establishing shots. So, so the, the um, fuel station is one of them. Like you, almost all of the movie is at the perspective of the toys, right? But yes. Then yeah. Every now and then they set you up with an establishing shot, and you, know, you get that aerial shot of the um, basic of the uh, the service station as the trucks drive. Oh no, as Andy's driving away, mm. and you can hear them wailing, but they're all the way down there. <laughs> but like you see the entire environment, and it looks like a real. Looks like a real like field station, place, yeah. And like, and then it cuts down to their perspective, and you got the Dynaco sign against the the night yeah. sky, and it looks that's what it it looks real, it looks great. But you hit the nail right on the head there with um, going from the perspective of the toys, like the world that we're brought into, and that's what Pixar, you know, that's what they do. They say, well, let's take a let's take a world, a concept, an idea, and you know, show our audiences the world from this perspective, and they yeah. do that with these toys. It's it's their world. It's from their angle. Yeah. When they're walking around a hallway, it looks like this massive, yeah, you know, like trek. Mm. But it's like it's just a hallway. Yeah. So then when you get them out in the in the real world, it's just like holy shit, yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna do? And it's just like all, all you know the main crisis in this movie is that a character falls out a window. Yeah. And it's like that's the end of the world. Ah, yeah. like yeah, he's fallen. Literally, he's fallen off the edge of the world because yeah. that is their world, and and it's just they never go beyond. Everything's it big. Everything's big, and it's just <sighs> massive. Um, but you know, with the quality of the animation and stuff, the most important thing is that they still give us a good story, mm. and they can create a good story and good characters with with the animation that they're putting on screen. Right. Like, it, it's not just about the effects and yeah. the images. It's well, they, it's it's both all put in. Into well, the, one. the story, yeah, the storytelling is it's its own its own element. Like you've got, yeah, they're groundbreaking with this, um, with the t- with the animation, but the the narrative is it's not it's almost groundbreaking in itself. Like the way that they've told this story, mm. and what I mean by that is it's a compelling story and compelling emo- like emotional tracks with most of the characters. But they also you they have this amazing technique of setting up new scenes with little MacGuffins. In, in earlier scenes, and you don't realize it until it's happening. Like, for example, Sid puts the match in things in um, yeah. in, in his holster, and then five minutes later, he's using that to light a rocket. The 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 scar burning on his forehead, it's just a throwback. Or, no, it's just like a, a pre like a prelude to um to Buzz's helmet as as, a, as an ignition source for the the yeah. Like rocket. we have an example. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. thing that happens. But like. but there's just little things like that where. Two, four minutes earlier, something happens, and then all of a sudden, that thing is is important for the next next bit and the next bit. You can even bit. go to there are things that aren't important, like you know, Woody you know, is teasing Buzz, and he's like, "Look, Buzz, an alien!" And then you know, ten minutes later in the movie, it's like, "Oh, look, they're in a claw machine with aliens." <laughs> I mean, not as you know, not as literal as you know yeah. the match and stuff, but it's like they're still doing things. There's yeah. still little setups and stuff like cues like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's. Good storytelling, I good animation. All right, well, we, we've covered a bunch. We've still got heaps left. You want to have a bit of a break? I want to say yes, please. Yep. <laughs> we'll be right back. You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're, a, uh, you're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. 
Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from That Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then That Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. That Film Stew Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. I think you've had enough tea for today. Let's get you out of here, bud. Don't you get it? You see the hat? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. Let's go. Let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into Sheriff Woody. Get it done. Um, voice, of course, by Tom Hanks. Absolutely. Now, he's the lovable cowboy yeah. doll that we're rooting for. That we're on this ride with, yep. you know, as well as Buzz. Did you know though that um, during production, when they were like coming up with his character and doing all that, they they had him at a point where he was pretty much a villain. All oh, right, like so he was he was antagonistic, and um, yeah, right. They at some point they were like, yeah, no, we need to change this. It's just not, it's not working. It doesn't. Well, I don't. If you think about it now, like you can see how that just really wouldn't. Mm. Like they'd have to have so many other things that would change for that to work. Um, he is a little bit of a dick, though. There's, yeah, I mean, there's moments in this movie where like things that he do he does is questionable. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they're coming from a place of anxiety. He's he's, yeah. he's stressed. He, I mean, jealousy. It's like yeah. he can't help feeling that way. Well, and it's just the actions that he takes. But I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. And, and it, you get, it you get comes that montage with, it's of the room the, changing around him, and you see that he's despair, and he's really. And then you cool. get to the, get the 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 magic eight ball. And we're, <laughs> we're Andy Pee-Wee and it's like, not a chance or something. Don't count on it! Oh! <laughs> yeah, like, you fully... You go with him because you, you understand it. Imagine being... You know, he essentially is the leader of the bedroom. He's... Yeah. You know, not in a controlling way, just in a... And his favourite, you know, like, it's just... It's his spot. It's his mm. position. And, you know, like, being the sheriff, he's... To have his badge taken away, essentially, and say, you know, you're no longer the top dog, and it's just like that's something that he has to come to terms with, and he can't just do it overnight. Yeah, yeah. So if we refer to the, you know, we were talking about the contract earlier, how like Disney had yeah. creative control over the characters. They they actually pitched Woody as the bad guy. They were like, right. he's the problem. Buzz comes along, yeah. and then at some point, something yeah. something different, something happens. Yeah. Right. When it came to a point where. It wasn't working. Mm. Something was something was amiss. Disney caved and they were like they threw it over the picture and said the team that they had there, you know, Lasseter, his team, his writers, yeah. they're like, fix Woody, do what you want. You guys now have creative control. So they right. put it in their court. So right. Woody was at first designed as a ventriloquist dummy, pretty much set up as a villain, hence the name Woody. It's a wooden puppet. Yeah. He eventually turned into a cowboy. Mm. themed ventriloquist dummy and then eventually turned into the cowboy doll that we know him to be now yeah. um, he was inspired by a Casper the Friendly ghost doll mm. um, that Lasseter had as a child which also had a talking pull string yeah, so right. that's that whole concept <laughs> but yeah so I think they, they looked at him and were just like we just need to change him and then we get the lovable larrikin that we get in him yeah. <laughs> which is Woody um, the lovable larrikin that does have an envious streak <laughs> Tom Hanks Voicing him. Yeah. Lasseter wanted Tom Hanks from the start. From the get-go. He was like, he's my guy. perfect for the role. I think he looked at the roles that Hanks had done previously. Yeah. And they were, you know, like, he's a likeable character in a sort of awkward kind of way. Yeah. Um, he actually used... They used demo footage using audio from Turner and Hooch. Yeah, right. Of 
It was like Tom Hanks like yelling at Hooch. Yeah, losing losing his. Yeah, it's like oh, like, don't do that. Oh, yeah. and which they, is they put over some the footage. best moments of of Woody is that you know of those moments where he's like where he's just ah! freaking out. Yeah, losing it. Yeah. They showed Tom Hanks that footage and he convinced him. Tom Hanks was like, "I'm on. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm signing on." That's fantastic. Um, Tom Hanks's brother Jim Hanks. He actually provides the voice for the Woody toy audio, if that makes sense. Like, mm. when Woody's talking as a toy. Yeah. Furthermore, he is the guy who provides the voice for the Woody toys that you get in the real world. All right. Um, every time you hear Woody in, like, a video game or other mm. sort of media that isn't part of the, you know, the canon movie franchise or even yeah. the shorts and stuff, it's Jim Hanks. All right. Is that nepotism? <laughs> you can have the shit I don't want to do, brother. <laughs> awesome. All right. So that, that's Woody. Um, and yeah, Tom Hanks' portrayal, it's amazing. It's full of, full of emotion. But the times where he loses his mind and and just goes off the rails a little bit, they're like some of the best moments in the movie. Oh, it's amazing. It really is. Um, Tom Hanks did such a good job. All right. Let's talk about Buzz. Mr. Tim Allen. Mr. Um, Tim Allen? Did you say Miss? Mister. Oh, right. Mr. Tim Allen. What did you think I of that? I thought you said Miss Tim Allen. Miss Tim Allen. No. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> if you're listening. So, yeah, with the, I guess, like, conceptually, when they were coming up with the, the two characters to be opposing, yeah. you know, you've got your Western with Woody. Mm. They wanted a science fiction character, and that's that whole... Western versus sci-fi. Yeah. You know, I uh, think back to the cultural phenomenon of the 1950s where, you know, kids wanted to be cowboys and wanted yeah. to do the whole shooting up. Western was a huge genre. Yeah. Um, and then the launch of Sputnik and mm. the space race. You right. Know, the United States versus Russia, that whole thing. Yeah. Suddenly kids wanted to be astronauts. It was a thing. Mm. Um, before our time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's pretty much what they wanted to sort of emulate on screen was, you know, like the old... With the new, mm. this old simple toy, you know, is just a toy pretty much. He has a voice box. That's about it. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear, the coolest thing you can come up with, you know, like lights, buttons, sounds, yeah. wings, karate chop action, <laughs> helmet does that whoosh thing, Yeah. Um, glows in the dark, like you name it. So it was, you know, <laughs> setting up that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but he also went through a number of changes during production. Right. He was more. He was designed more of like a superhero type character, so heroic. I'm going yes. to save everyone. They shifted from, I guess, the superhero type to more of a like space ranger, so like a police, right. a police officer type. Um, okay. Hence, you know, like when he he first arrives and he he's like, "Who goes there?" And it's like, "Stop, freeze!" And yeah. it's like, "Get down!" You know, it's more like a cop. Yeah, yeah. So he's coming in. And he's like, "I'm patrolling," you know. Yeah. Okay. Um. He was essentially going to be the tinny, the toy, the tin toy mm. character, and then the he was going to be conflicted with uh, the ventriloquist puppet that right. was, you know, causing trouble and all that. Yeah, right. um, he eventually evolved into a military action figure, mm. um, and then when they decided, hey, let's do the space thing, mm. Luna Larry, which turned into Tempest from Morph, crazy wow. stuff, and then finally Buzz Lightyear. Um, named yeah. after Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. The second man on the moon? The second man on the moon. Second comes right after first. Absolutely. Um, Billy Crystal turned down the role, um, later regretted it, of course, um, and went on to voice uh, Mike Wachowski. Wazowski. Mike Wazowski! Mike Wazowski in Monsters, Inc. <laughs> and Monsters, uh, you know... No, he's in Monsters, Universe. Of course! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Um, 
So he still got a bit of Pixar love. Mm. But, but of course the role did go to Tim Allen. Yeah. Um, famously, home improvement, Tim the tour man. Mm. Did you notice... <laughs> can you... Oh? <laughs> uh, no, no good. Did you notice the Binford toolbox? You mean the one that falls on top of Woody? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Binford is, of course, the, the tool brand, I guess, that from home improvement. Yeah. So very nicely done, Pixar. Very, very well done. Now, we've got... So we've spoken about Woody. We've spoken about Buzz. Let's talk Andy. Um, so he's basically clean-cut kid, everything's wonderful about him, except for the fact that he moves on to a new toy. That's pretty much his crime in this movie. <laughs> it's not, it's not that bad. But he's still, you still see him throughout the movie, like, um, Bo, Bo Peep reflects on it. He's like, oh, Woody, if only you could see how much he misses you. Yeah. Like, he still has a genuine care. So even though he yeah. put you in the toy box, it's like... He's, he's still a special toy to him. Yeah. And Woody is, you know, struggles to see it. And... Oh, at that point. At that point, anyway. But I'm um, not. He's a good kid. And then, obviously, he's a huge juxtaposition of Sid, kid next door, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, and his mum, Mrs. Davis. Do you know what? I've got to be honest. On my most recent viewing mm. of this movie, which is... It's the first time I realised that it was Laurie Metcalf who was voicing her. Laurie Metcalf, Jackie from Roseanne. Oh, right. Or, which mum is it? Sheldon's mum from The Big Bang Theory. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, I just cool. like I just recognised the voice and I was like, hang on a sec. And yeah. I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, this whole time. Yeah, right. She's just been there. I mean, she has her role. It's sort of like, I've always viewed her as like, you know, um, you know, like old, like Looney Tune characters, like cartoons yeah. and stuff where it's like, when you have an adult, mm. you only see them from like... Yeah, you never see their head. You only yeah. just see the bottom of them. Yeah. Sort of like, you do see a head, but it's very... You don't really get a detailed shot yeah. of it. That's right. Um, so I always liked it to that. There's Molly as well, which is a younger sister, and she starts <laughs> to play slightly bigger roles in the second and third movie. Yeah. But still not so much. She's, 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 she's just a kid. She's an excuse to have like a female-type toy in yeah. Andy's room without... Raising questions. But yeah, I mean, and, and to destroy Mr. Potato Head, which, <laughs> moving straight on to Mr. Potato Head, played by Don Rickles. Um, he's funny. He's funny. He's funny. I mean, they're all funny. They all have their moments, which is something I really love about this movie. Is Do you want to let all of them shine a little bit? You know what's good about all these supporting toys? The way they design the personalities, yeah. um, it's like they've looked at the toys and gone, if this toy was a real living thing, mm. what would their personality be like? Yeah. I think if you were a potato... Right. And if constantly your bits and pieces just kept falling out, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you just be fed up, yeah. sick of everyone's shit, yeah. and just be like, so much sass, yeah. Mr. Potato Head. That's what we get. That's right. You go to, say, for example, Rex, voiced by the wonderful Wallace Shawn. Yeah. He's meant to be the king of the lizards, you know, mm. like a, a big T-Rex massive monster yeah. and he's like he's bright green yeah you know like little arms doesn't yeah. and terrified so, so it's like world. his character is he's not quite sure of himself lacks yeah. confidence yeah. they really apply these sort of creative things yeah so each kind of character has their own you've got your own personality but it's not just that it's also their, their own like a little emotional type mm. or, or state of mind type so yeah rex is vulnerable and scared you got Ham, who probably just sits on a frigging thing all day collecting money. He's just confident, just looking at <laughs> yeah. everybody. Mr. Potato Head, he's angry at everything. So, and then you got. Um, it's almost like Andy's got his own like little seven dwarves. Yeah. But, yeah. In, in, in a way. Uh, who, who would be next on our list? Well, I mean, Slinky. Slinky Dog. Jim Varney. Um, 
He's great. I, I mean, they're, they're all great. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's being this ensemble cast of toys and yeah. stuff. And we, I mean, we're talking about these main ones. There's a whole lot of other ones like in the background just popping yeah. up for a bit. Um, but, you know, we, we follow these characters through these um, movies. Lenny, Lenny, and there's yeah. a reason for it. Yeah. Like, they, they all shine. And if it's either the character, mm. their design, yeah. their voice actor... Um, they're they're all they're wonderful. It's it's hard to sort of say much more to it. Yeah. Uh, with Rex, though, um, Joss Whedon was mm. actually involved in working on the screenplay. Um, so you know, sort of bringing the script and stuff to life onto the screen. Which can I just say, I did not know that Josh Whedon was involved in this project <laughs> until we prepped for this episode. So I've watched this however many times, just didn't even. Didn't know. Didn't even notice. But he reportedly created Rex, so Rex wasn't even on the page, and then he was like, well, we need a dinosaur. <laughs> every, yeah, every 10-year-old kid needs a dinosaur, whatever age. Every old, yeah, I think Andy's younger than that, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, John Ratzenberger as Ham. Yeah. Um, Ratzenberger is like the Pixar legend. He yeah. would go on to voice a character in every Pixar film, yeah. whether it be one little cameo or... Can you remember what he plays in some of them? Uh, let's say the next one, A Bug's Life... Um, I'm pretty sure he's the circus like ringleader guy. Yeah. Like gathering. Ah, uh, what's yeah. the next movie? Cars. Uh, in Cars, he's the he's Mac the truck. Yep. Um, Monsters finding Inc. Monsters Inc. He's probably a monster somewhere. He's um <laughs> the abominable snowman. He is the abominable yeah. snowman, of course. I'm <laughs> um, finding Nemo. He's the school of fish. Oh yep yep yep. Um, yep. Incredibles. He's the he's the underminer. Oh, yeah. And that'd be yeah. Incredibles too, I guess, as well. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop asking me because I can't even think of... But he's in everything. And, he's in all... And, you know, have you seen the post credit scene in um, Cars? They're at the drive-in and they're watching all of these movies and it's him voicing Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, they, they reel off the... the same actors to do this stuff. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Who else we got? Bo Peep, played by Annie Potts. We got one! Okay, that's... Yeah, that's Annie Boss to me. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, interestingly about Bonnie... Um, uh, about Bo Peep, Mattel yeah. refused to license the Barbie doll character mm. um, for this movie. Originally, the love interest for Woody was supposed to be a Barbie doll. Yeah, right. I guess they were like, eh, doll, doll. Yeah. Um, this obviously changed for Toy Story 2 and 3. I'm we're so obviously... happy it did, though. Because when the Barbie reveal... Like, when you see Barbie in 2 and 3... Mm. The character is just perfect for the situation that they're in. Yeah, and it works to have Barbie be like a just a separate. I'm too good, Barbie. Yeah, just more like a support where where yeah. like Bo Peep is like a it's like a genuinely nice, sweet character. Yeah. Um, and people were outraged when she did not feature in Toy Story three. No. But she'll get her comeuppance in four. I'm sure. Well, she's a lead in she number four apparently. <laughs> so. Well, based on the trailers, anyway. Um, you know, technically, she's not actually Andy's toy. She is Molly's, Molly's toy. toy. She's porcelain. Which is ridiculous for a child's toy. Uh, well, she's actually a lamp. Oh. Well, she's part of a lamp. Her and a, and a three-headed sheep. So they sit. They they sit on, like, a base which has a lamp on it. That's why she's made out of porcelain. All right. So, yeah, it's weird. It's like a nightlight or something. No, it's a lamp. Like, it's literally a lamp. Like, it's got a lampshade. It's the shape of a lamp. Yeah. Right. But she, she sits at the base. So it's, it's crazy. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Bo Peep the Lamp there's so many just <laughs> speaking about characters but also just there's so many little one liners and stuff and Bo Peep does one of the best ones that I, I it's just gone over my head for most of the time I've got my moving buddy 
Is it that one? No, but that's, that's a, that's a so good one. sexual. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you're also like, hang on, but actually, before I say what I'm about to say, these toys that we're talking about, Andy's toys, they've got no loyalty. <laughs> no loyalty. <laughs> Bo Peep, who's into Woody, is like all of a sudden like, nah. And, and yeah, all of them yeah. are like instantly they're like, no, we like this guy. We've known you've led us through everything. Oh, there yeah, are yeah, moments yeah. though, like Slinky has his ears. Well, Slinky and Bo, I guess, but yeah, they're like. But anyway, um, but, but they lose faith because they do truly believe it. It's like, oh my God, Woody's yeah. turned. Yeah. Woody's turned. Yeah. Just like Especially the pistachio when, when ice cream when the arm comes up. But um, but um, but anyway, going back to Bo and the one liner. But there's heaps of these littered everywhere. Um, where she goes, I'm only a few blocks away. Yeah, and she walks past ABC blocks. blocks. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, it's brilliant. I didn't even get it. The until. writing for these, I mean, it's just being supporting characters, but the writing that a lot of these characters have, these yeah. lines, like you said, amazing. And they're so sophisticated, and it's like, they're not written for kids. No. Because there's good. a lot of stuff in this movie that I didn't understand until my, no. I can't even count what number viewing it was, you know, but I, I was Way definitely... Way to go, Idaho. Had no idea what that meant. Until I was a little, a little bit older, and I was like, Idaho's a type of potato. <laughs> Way to go, potato. Basically. Mr. Potato, you know, like, he's got all his bits and pieces, like, all over the place, yeah. and he's like, hey, I'm Picasso. Yeah. That's not, that joke's not, I mean, it's not inappropriate for kids, but it's just like, no kid, unless they follow, you know. <laughs> do, you know do you know what's inappropriate with Mr. Potato Head? When he's um, he takes his lips off and he kisses his own ass. <laughs> yeah, he's like, when he's, I don't know who. I think Woody was doing like a thing. He was doing the the, the team meeting or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like oh like the corrosion meeting. Thanks, Mister Spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and basically so, suck, kissing his ass, kissing his ass. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. And yeah, you see, yeah, he goes ha 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 or something like that. Very very funny. All right, um, one last character in Andy's room. Jeez, we're getting sidetracked. Ah, uh, the sergeant. I mean, I guess they're all great. The bucket of soldiers. <laughs> yeah, bucket of soldiers. <laughs> yeah, so that one scene where they're um, setting up to do the surveillance or the recon. Um, and then, yeah, they just... It's such a cool thing. And then when when Andy's mum walks through the door and they all freeze and she treads on one, which is just such a relatable thing. <laughs> and one of them's broken. He's like, oh, let's leave like, it behind. If not toy soldiers, it would be bloody like Legos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, when I was growing up, I had a bucket of soldiers. Yeah. And like they all, they all had, you know, you see I the animation. Have a bucket. I just had like a bag. My mum was so cheap. Oh, well. <laughs> but, um, just put it in this freezer bag. If you have, um, yeah. if you look at the animation of them, they've got like the little like dribbles of plastic. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah the detail. So good. And like, they're not just clean cut army. They're like real army men, which yeah, had the shitty bits of yeah. cut off plastic that you're just like, oh, that's like an imperfection. Yeah, but it's you've got detail. a great molding, and then you've got a little bloody dangly <laughs> bit. So sometimes you cut them off, and sometimes you wouldn't. When but the, anyway, the sergeant's played by Ali Ernie Ermi as well. I just want to throw that out as well. A yeah. good soldier never leaves a man yeah, behind. Man. Oh man, this is dramatic stuff, and it's cool when they got like they've got the speaker and like the the jump rope, and yeah. they're doing the thing on the stairs and in the, and the, in the pot plant. Oh my god! Yeah. Like the recon mission, and then they call they call back to it at Christmas at the end of the movie yeah. when like it just snoo- zooms into the Christmas tree and all of a sudden a little bobble moves and the sergeant's there, and then he's yeah call, oh, amazing, call amazing with the with animating like their movements and stuff. I think they captured them so well, and yeah. uh, I guess the reason they did capture it so well was the animation team nailed a pair of sneakers to a sheet of wood. <laughs> And walked around with them, so they put basically oh, created gosh. like a skateboard type thing without wheels, 
yeah. then filmed themselves walking, running, doing stunts and things like that. Yeah. And then went, okay, well, now we have a visual guard that's animated. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they captured it on screen. It's so good. With the sergeant done, that's um, Andy's toys. Sid's room. Let's talk about those grotesque... <laughs> well, let's start with let's Sid. Let's start with this, that the grotesque reason. creature that is Sid. <laughs> that ain't no happy child. <laughs> Sid Phillips, um, voiced by Eric Von Detten. So he's the, he's, the, he's the villain. He is the villain yeah. of, of this movie. And we think about it, yeah, he's a... I mean, he's a nasty dick to his sister, yeah. um, Hannah, voiced by Sarah Freeman. Um... But, I mean, in terms of what he's doing to the toys, he's not murdering... I mean, in his head, he's not murdering living things. No. He's not, like, you know, killing bugs or, like, mm. you know, cutting open cats and stuff like that. Like, he's yeah. he's melting plastic. And I think yeah. we've all maybe dabbled in that sort of <laughs> experimentation, I guess, before. Yeah. I mean, we've all, we've all scrapped a cracker to a... A, a combat Carl. Have we? Uh, have we? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't. But when I saw it, have I was like, "GI Joe in the that? microwave." <laughs> no, I have not done that. Oh, my mum would have. I would have blown up the microwave, and she would have been not happy. She would have smacked me. She would have smacked, she smacked you hard. Me. Oh, oh, oh I, I wanted to try putting stuff in the microwave. It's just, I'm like, there's something fun. That... <laughs> I did want to. I did want to get the old cracker out, following Sid's footsteps, because <laughs> he did. Like, he just looked like he was having so much fun. Sid is a bad but, influence. No, it, no, but but he's played like, yeah. So he's he's evil. He's evil. He's evil. Yeah. You see, you see, you see him at Pizza Planet, and he's sitting on top of the alien. Like, like basically whack a mole, yeah, and he's like obviously not playing by the rules and just smashing it, smash, like, smash, smash. Yeah. He's just a he's a shitty kid, basically, just a shitty kid. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he's a rat bag. He's yeah. definitely a rat bag, and he's yeah, he's poor. How sister. the hell did he buy a rocket? He said, "Oh, it's finally here. It's ordered." So yeah. did, did his mum just go, "Yeah, no worries, honey. It's fine." Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, even. you're gonna blow some shit up. Yeah, no worries, honey. I mean, you're gonna amount to heat. I mean, their parents seem pretty absent. In, yeah, in this like. Um, what I see, or which I assume is their father, is... I mean, he's, it's not beer cans and stuff you see on the floor. It's, <laughs> I think that one of them actually is like decaffeinated yeah. collar or something like that. Yeah. But it's like, he's asleep. Yeah. Sort of Did you not get simulating that joke, the, the drunk... It's decaf, but he's, a, he's asleep because it's decaf. Anyway. Is that a joke? Well, well, I thought it is. Is it funny? I thought it was funny. <laughs> but, it, you know, it plays like he's a drunk slob, but without yeah. them actually saying, hey, look, drunk slob. Yeah. Um, and the mum, I mean... Mm. You never see her. They call out to her, you know, like like Hannah's like, Mom, Sid, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you never see well, a response. Or... His mum calls out and says, um, Sid, Pop-Tart's ready. It's like, oh. Oh, okay. He's a kid. Well, she's providing. At least. Yeah. <laughs> a very uh, nutritious breakfast. Really. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so the extent of his mother is... She made him pop tarts. Yeah, that's right. Cool. <laughs> and obviously ordered him a rocket. Yeah. Or well, maybe just chucked him like a, a card... Just Visa, yeah, no worries, or whatever. With all the explosions in the backyard, it doesn't matter to me. It's fine. I maybe bought yeah. it with pocket money. Oh gosh, knows. Who knows? Anyway, um, so Sid is an evil dude. He is the he is the criminal. He is the villain of this this uh, movie. Yeah. He has a he has a cameo. He comes back in Toy Story three. Well, you were saying that, um, and I have seen it, but I wasn't sure if it was confirmed. Now I can't confirm if it was confirmed. I'm pretty sure it was, but I'm not going to confirm. I mean, it looks like him. <laughs> Like, it's I think a, he's wearing the same kind of shirt It's a kid, as he's well. about the same age, or not, about the, the age that he would be, so he's about the same age as Andy in that movie. Yeah. He's got the, the traditional skull shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a garbage man, like a garbage man kid. Mm. 
um, which you're like, oh yeah, Sid would grow up to be. <laughs> that makes about sense. That, that checks out. That but checks you know out. what? Sid would probably grow up to be something very creative. I think he would work in film. Maybe. <laughs> or, um, or, 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 um, or, or, or rocketry. He'd, he'd work at SpaceX or something. Um, well, who, Scud. Just, Let's talk about Scud. Yeah, let's talk about Scud within. So we basically have a dragon. Uh, like, again, <laughs> we're, we're looking at things from the perspective of these toys. Yeah. Everything's from their scale is humongous. And yeah. this dog is like... Oh, it's a beast. It's like a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, you know, there are um, the Jurassic Park throwback in... Toys R Us 2. Yeah. Yeah, when um, Scud's trying to get through the door and he's things holding it back. Oh, I guess there is, yeah. It's kind of like a, the raptor kind of coming through. He's like yeah. slamming his head and then, yeah. That's a bit like, that, that one's a bit more on the nose. Yeah, yeah I like so, that. But I always think of Rex. Yeah, going through, through and the it's wind, like, yeah, yeah, the, um, the, the rear vision mirror or whatever it is. Dinosaur overboard or something he says. And he's yeah. like, ah! Yeah. And it says objects are closer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um, very funny. But Scud, just a, a misbehaving dog. Oh, he's not really. I mean, he's well trained. If you think about it. Because two things happen that make... Could give me this evidence, being a dog owner. Um, <laughs> he is able, before destroying a toy, he's able to sit and stay yeah, yeah. with the toy on his nose, and then he can destroy it. It's great. Also, he gets locked out of the house, and he sits on the front porch and doesn't go anywhere. He's only, he only bails when he's triggered by something, yeah. and it's like, he's still a dog. Like Sensitive dog. But, <laughs> Sensitive dog. But he doesn't run away when, he, when Hannah kicks him out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What I like about what they did with him, and again, looking at the perspective of you know from a toy's point of view, you know when you see when you see Scar just doing his thing, you know, like he, he's voiced by like a real dog audio. He sounds right. like a dog. When they're sort of walking, when he's asleep on the stairs, and they're walking past the the staircase, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's asleep! Oh, don't wake him up!" Yeah, the growls that's coming from it—it's like made from like lions, yeah, and right. like other wild animals. Really, yeah, yeah. So it's just like to them, it's like he's some sort of beast, and mm. by doing that, they could creatively, you know, make it more terrifying. Yeah, and I like that sort of detail as well. <laughs> um, actually, in that scene when they're walking across the carpet there, across mm. the stair, did you notice the? The design of the carpet, like the no, hexagonals. I didn't, but I have read it in your notes, Jason. Yeah, so it's yeah. the same carpet design or hexagonal pattern um, used in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining from 1980 Which at the is... Overlook Hotel. You know when mm. Danny Torrance is riding his tricycle yeah, down the hallways. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, good touch. I mean, yeah, just Easter egg type yeah. touch, but um, on your Lassiter. <laughs> uh, what else we got in regards to Sid's house? Well, actually, that? we should. Uh, mentioned the squeeze toy aliens. They're my favourite characters of the whole movie. <laughs> They're you know what, so freaking funny. My wife's favourite character. Character, characters. <laughs> you have been chosen. <laughs> nah, clone. He came from the outside. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, yeah, I guess I chuck this in amongst his toys because mm. Sears takes one home. Not that he laughs, but... He gets eaten, just he gets about, eaten but then you see him later, so he's okay, unless he's okay. he has multiple of them. Um, <laughs> well, you just had to... You saw the way Scud was ripping him. Oh, gosh, I don't know. When my dog does that to anything, it's like, you're game over, man. That thing's not coming back. Maybe very strong plastic. Very strong. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, from a, vet, from, a, from a cheap claw machine. But um, I was just having Pizza to think... Planet branded, though. So. Yeah, true. Mm. I was thinking how funny it is in, um, in Toy Story 2 when they're, they're hanging from the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the, the rear vision mirror and like they're floating around and they're almost falling out of the window and they're, well, rah, rah, rah. well they're the three those three that 
appear in Toy Story 2 are the ones that end up with the game, with the game yeah. as we move forward. So. Jeez, such a good touch. Anyway, um, voiced by Jeff Pigeon. And I had to actually look up what they're called because I always called them the Pizza Planet Aliens or something like that. They're called the Squeeze Toy Aliens or, huh. alternatively, Little Green Men. I just call them aliens. But yeah, yeah cool. I've always just called them the Pizza Planet Aliens, aliens. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and who else do we find in Sid's room? An assortment, and literally an assortment. An assortment. Um, the mutants, the mutant, <laughs> the mutant toys. Um, there are heaps of them. Do we want to list them all? We go about? through them, and you can tell me which ones either freaked you out the most or you love. So we got baby face. That's the one. <laughs> Done. <laughs> a but, baby head, no hair, claw, spider no legs. Meccano, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, um, Ducky so still pretty cute. Goes, you know, I guess he pinches out. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh, the scraping of the sounds when he... Oh, my God. God. But then, the sound design in this movie. Holy shit. <laughs> how's, how is, how's Babyface as he's... You know, when the, the, they're, they're agreeing to help, so he's calling out to the rest of the toys, so he walks up to the metal pole, but he's looking at Woody. He's like, <laughs> tink, 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 and he looks around. He's like, what doesn't tink, help their situation? Tink, tink. I mean, obviously, from Woody and Buzz's perspective, it's like... These are cannibals. These are horrible, <laughs> terrible mutations. They look monsters. like cannibals when they first come out. Like, they're pulling and they're, like, doing all this they're stuff. They're just trying to help. They don't know that at the time. But it's, like, <laughs> they're trouble because they can't talk. Mm. For some reason, I guess, within their mutilation, they've they lost their ability to talk. They well, can the make noises. Duck, ducky can make noises. But, I mean, <laughs> you can't understand a quacking whatever the hell he is. <laughs> What's What are his legs? I think he's a... Well, no, I think he doesn't have legs. Ducky's got he's like, a suction cap. Yeah, and he's, he's just like... But he's, he's, a pez, he's on a Pez stick with a duck head. Oh, he's yeah. Got, he's got the big... It's, the yeah, big it's a body. duck head Pez dispenser inside, like, a body, like a, yeah. a humanoid-type yeah. doll body. Yeah. Oh, there's the frog, which a lot of... I can't even remember half of these. Um, well, he's head, the, wind, the frog's the wind-up guy that runs through the door. He's oh, like, yes, yes. the frog? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a car yeah. frog type thing. Yeah. yeah. There's hand in the box. This one kind of freaks me out. Yeah, this one's creepy. Because it's like, it crawls and stuff and it just drags the box behind it. Dun, 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 um, do you know which one Jingle Joe is? No. Very good. Legs, very sexy. Yeah. Um, so she's like doll legs. They're very much Barbie dolls, but yeah. Well, well yeah. Barbie legs with a, with a fishing rod. <laughs> I guess without the top half of Barbie, you yeah. can get away with not calling so Barbie. Barbie doll legs. We mounted like a on a fishing thing. rod reel, and yeah, that's, I mean that's fun. <laughs> Legs, you would ducky. Um, Rockmobile. Don't know which one that is. Roller bulb. No, that's that's the skateboard dude. Is that roller bulb? Yeah, that's what I thought. Cool. And walking car or pump boy. I don't know what that is. That's a car that's got arms and legs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> freaky shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, totally freaky shit. Freaky um, shit. But they're great, and so they start off. You think that they're cannibals, um, and then. Because they come in and basically when Sid destroys a toy, they surround the toy and they grab its bits and its body mm. parts and they try to fix it. But you don't know. <laughs> Use your karate chop action. Yeah. What are you doing? And, and it's only you only realise that that they're that they're good when you know um, Buzz has a bit of a fall. He has his realization that he's no longer a, a he's not a space ranger and he tries mm. to fly and he falls, breaks, loses his arm, and then the cannibals come out and actually fix him. And at that point, you're like, oh, hey, they fixed they're you. right. Yeah. And then when they, when Woody turns around and goes, we thought you were cannibals, they all go, whoa, and run away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that lead-in that you just sort of planted us in there with, yeah, yeah Buzz losing his arm. Oh, let's that, talk. Oh. That takes us into music. Yeah, that's one of to. the three music uh, moments. Oh, and they're, and they're all three beautiful 
beautiful, beautiful things. We've got these Disney movies, and remember, this is a Disney movie, mm. and Disney very much, you know, at least at the start, we're like, hey, we want to do this our way, yeah. blah, blah, blah. What they wanted, you know, like what you got before was you had your characters breaking out into songs. Song, yeah. They wanted this to be a musical. They wanted songs. And movies before this, and even obviously still going forward, like traditional Disney movies, they yeah. would have characters expressing their emotions and feelings and their thoughts and what they wanted in songs. Yeah. Openly, just like getting it out there. What this movie does is not do that. Essentially. Yeah. They still have songs, but the songs sort of explain how the characters are feeling, playing yeah. over the characters, which yeah. differentiates this from a normal, traditional Disney-type yeah. movie. Like, and mon- I think Montage piece, pieces of... Yeah, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with Randy Newman's score that they... You know, he's, doing, he's doing all the music. Mm. It, it sort of gave not just, not just Toy Story, but a couple... I think like uh, Bugs Life as well. I think he also mm. did, but they they kind of just gave like Pixar that signature sound, yeah. which differentiated it as well. Yeah. Um, not to say Randy Newman hasn't scored other movies and had yeah. songs in the movie, but yeah, what they what Toy Story was doing here with Randy Newman was it just really worked and it created its own. Yeah. Like you hear Randy Newman, you think Toy Story. Yeah. You hear someone doing an impression of Randy Newman, and you're like, oh, Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, and it's so cool. And of course, there are the three songs, and you about yeah. to men- mention them. Um, you got a friend in me. It's the standout song. That was the it one is... that was nominated for an Oscar. Um, I like it in the second Toy Story. Is it the second the Toy Story? Second Toy Story is when Buzz is is Spanish, or is that the third Toy? Story? That's the third one. Oh, uh, so during the credits, the songs. Oh yes, it's a Spanish yeah, version. Yeah, the Spanish version of you. Um, you got a friend in me. Well, anyway, very, very clever. Um, but the song's great. Uh, it really just establishes. The purpose of the of the toys is, you know, it, their purpose is to be a child it's play that, thing. It's that toy and child relationship, yeah, and, and more connects. so specifically, Woody and Andy in the, yeah, in this movie. That's right. Opens up and it's them playing, and yeah. he's like, you know, chucking them around, and yeah. they're like running down the stairs and on the couch, mm. and wow, oh, it's wonderful, glorious stuff. Even just the opening part of like the of the music of the song, yeah. You know, like dun, 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 dun. it's like you just know what it is, and you're just yeah. like, yeah, Toy Story. Yeah, and it actually fits so well in with the score, even though it's its own standalone piece. And you know, and and Newman did do three pieces. It still has the same tone and the same feeling with the rest of the movie. I guess that's what works really well when you have the same person doing writing and producing these songs, yeah. and also doing the score. Mm-hmm. Is that the music is of the same voice? I'm just thinking not literally the voice, but the, the same, you know. Like, I'm just thinking body. about the end credits just then, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's a duet, actually, over the end credits. Where yeah. I didn't write the guy's name down, but the second guy. I Lyle somebody. But anyway, um, the other songs that um, Newman wrote specifically for the movie, um, Strange Things, and that plays during the montage of basically Woody coming to realisation that and is more interested in Buzz. I thought you were going to say that so, strange things are happening to him. Strange things are happening to there him. There ain't no, no doubt about it. No, so is <laughs> so no no. Um, so Andy's you know all these posters change to be more inf- you know to infinity and beyond. And yeah, the, and cowboy the sheet space changes. Guy. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you, yeah, you just feel with you, you. Basically, that's it's a montage for Woody to show his experience and his sadness that he's getting, being left behind. Which is just terrible, sad. And then you've got We'll Go Sailing No More, which is like the heart-wrenching, oh, stab in the heart. It's the song that plays when when Buzz 
realizes that uh, he's actually a toy and he's not a space ranger. And the song itself, it's beautiful. It's solemn through, and then it has this beautiful moment of uplift as Buzz goes, no, hang it, I'm going to try to fly yeah. kind of thing. And you've got this uplifted music, and then it falls. And as Buzz so falls, basically, it hits, it, and it's just a moment of pure sadness. Yeah, it, it, just, it carries that. Like, he goes from believing his one thing to suddenly, hang on a sec. Complete existential I, I'm crisis. not, like, what am yeah. I? Who am I? I've lost all identity. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let that, I'm not going to let that prove anything. I'm going to yeah. prove them wrong. And then, yeah, nah. Boom. Crash on go. the floor and it's... And then he's got to... And then he will go sailing no more. He will go sailing. Oh, God damn. You know what, though? No I have more. to say, even... even oh, Toy Story, so I can't think I'm talking about it. We're going to have to review it in a few years. The bloody... The Sarah McLaughlin piece. Jesse's song? Yeah. <laughs> better, than Randy, in better, better than Randy Newman's in this. But this is perfect still. But that... That Sarah McLaughlin song. I mean, I'm in, almost in tears every time I mm. listen to that. Just thinking about, <laughs> just just thinking about Jesse being abandoned because that's just what happens when somebody loves you. <laughs> exactly. Except some better than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, other than the songs that Randy Newman wrote, the score itself, my favourite part of it is during the um, the reconnaissance mission. Oh yeah, so it's it's, it's played like, like a yeah, and it's like it keeps keeps a bit of tension and a bit of suspense. It's quite, and, but still fun, fun, yeah. bubbliness. Yeah. Um, like it's fantastic. It really it's is. It's weird. Like it really takes you to this world of just child, just like creativity. Yeah, but it's like they're on this really serious mission. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, whenever the moment needs it, if it's dark and scary or dramatic or something you know, intense is happening, it's still yeah. got such energy and flavour and it just works so well. Oh, it's so good. All right, let's 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 talk about some standout scenes. Um, we've probably spoken about a couple of these already. Um, you know, like, usually what we say is like, oh, which scene stood out to you the most? Any you hated, any you loved? I'm just going to say, there's so many. Um, oh, it was whole... a struggle not to list every single moment in this movie. Yeah. So. But well, if you, it... like, you like the Toy Shark one? Oh, i got to say, yes. When <laughs> when Woody wakes up in the toy box and he's just like, Hey, who's got my hat? Yeah. And there's just that shark and he pops up, got Woody's hat on his head, and he's just like, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Give me that. I love it. I love. I, I mentioned off mic earlier. I was like, if I didn't get this tattoo that I have, it would have been that shark with Woody's hat. Just, <laughs> just he's in the movie for like maybe twelve seconds. But it's so good. I love him. It's so good. Um, one of my favorite scenes. It's when um, Woody's pretending. He's got he's got Buzz's arm, and he's pretending that. Buzz is right next to him. <laughs> it's like, and it's obviously it's just so. Let's show the guys our new best friend handshake. And then something's not. They go, Ham goes, something's not right here. What are you trying to pull? And he goes, nothing. And then it's like he's ripped an arm off, and they react exactly like that. We can. I think we could probably recount every moment of this movie. This is great. The opening scene, like when Andy's, you know. It's playtime, you know, and it's like one-eyed Bart and... Well, of course, yeah, that's amazing You know, it's scene. like... It's crazy. It's like, yeah, it's just a kid playing with his toy, but it's like, we all did it. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. unless you had zero imagination and you had a shit childhood <laughs> with no toys, and I do apologise if that was your life, but, you know, like, yeah, we we played with toys and, we, you know, it's, it's what you did. You, like, you 
created these oh. events and moments and these situations. Mm. And I like that he had these boxes that he could just create yeah. houses and saloons or, or whatever, yeah. banks and stuff with. And I was like, why does he have those boxes? Because they're moving! Yeah. It makes sense. It, it does. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Woody... Oh, the moment Woody first comes to life. Oh, yeah. It's like the movie yeah. comes to life. Yeah. Is that, is that too dramatic? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I, was, I was thinking the same thing. And I, I, as we watched it today, I was like, we know, you know it's coming. And mm. the entire time, he's completely It's like a slow pan into yeah. him. Everything's like, quiet. Bing. And it's like... it's just It starts with the eye and it's... Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so amazing. Beautiful. Tell you what, I don't know how the humans don't hear any of these guys, but oh look, um, a little bit of suspension of the disbelief. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Considering like they're shouting out the room. I mean, they they address it, so, yeah, out the window and <laughs> stuff. Like, Buzz. But in the second one, they um, Rex is playing like that Buzz Lightyear video game. Yeah. Right. Obviously, they must be playing it quite quietly, but then. The channel changes and it's like the the ad for the Owl's Toy Barn comes on and yeah. it's really loud. Like yeah. he's yelling and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, quick, turn it down!" Like they'll they'll hear us. Blah blah yeah. blah. So it's like eh, they do try. <laughs> well, yeah, it just it just had it had me confused because yeah, you got Rex yelling out for Buzz. Then you've got later you've got Woody who actually draws Hannah to another room by pretending to be his mum. Yeah. So it's so when when Rex is calling out the the the, the window. I had a thought like, oh, maybe maybe people can't hear him, and that's why. Right. And it was just but I was like, no, nah, they definitely but can. They definitely can, because he can. But I guess they yeah. assume it's just like, oh, it must just be those annoying neighbours that yeah. block toys and stuff next door. I also want to know, who makes up the rules that they can't talk? Because when Woody's scheming, and it's a really good scene, when he's scheming with the mutants... And he's like, we're going to have to break a few rules here, guys. Oh. And it's like, who now makes the rules? Now that's something. Man. I'm so glad you bring that up, because it's like, I would have hated not to have had this discussion, I guess. Um <laughs> On this episode. Okay, the... Yeah, the rules of Someone the Toy the Story world. And I think with Toy Story 4, it's raising a lot more questions with Forky. Yeah. They make a Forky toy. <laughs> <laughs> then again, the mutants would have been pieces as well, brought together and come to life. But they... Oh, man. See, there's so many They're not going to explain So it. first of all, how do they... Yeah, like... So what makes a toy mm. come to life? Like, what makes it a toy and therefore... Why does it then come to life? Yeah. And then why what are constitutes they, a toy? Why are they programmed already not to not to move and be alive when humans are around? Yeah. And then you have a toy like Buzz Lightyear who thinks he's not a toy, he thinks that he's a space ranger or whatever. Yeah. So he why does briefed. he why yeah. does he conform to the way I mean he, he maybe he's just a smart character and he's like, Okay, I'm in this new environment and everybody is acting like this. Yeah. I must conform, therefore, for survival. I mean, that makes sense. He's well, well he trained. Calls, he calls. He goes. Your chief has has put his name on my foot. Like, yeah. He's, he's like. He's he understands that like, understanding that, that he's, he's a, like in this world. Yeah, yeah, I've got to yeah conform yeah. to the ways of it. But there are questions, aren't there? Well, there's always going to be. And I mean, <laughs> suspe- like you said, suspension of. But it's belief. all it's all fantasy. It's all yeah, just a wonderful thing. And it's it's that. I guess it raises that question of us in the real world. You know, when we were growing up, maybe it was this movie that made us do this, but it's like, you know, you look at your toys and go, what are you guys up to when I'm not around? Yeah. Like, do you come to life? Like, yeah. have you guys seen me naked? <laughs> this, is, this is why the movie Pets and Pets 2, I think, is quite a little bit successful. The, is it's the same oh, concept. The Secret Life of Pets? Yeah. I hate it. I, I don't like it either, but it's popular. Oh, it, it, it it's is. making money. The... The first movie, I haven't seen the second one, I haven't planned it, but the first movie, it pretty much is 
Toy Story. Yeah. You have a you have one character who has a you know, good life with their owner. Yeah. And then oh, a new character comes along, and yeah. they're like, oh, we don't like each other. And then they go on an adventure and they have to become friends. Hey, it's yeah. the same movie. Same movie. Okay, cool. That's <laughs> like probably 20 years later. So it's popular. Um, I, a couple other standout um, scenes that I just want to point out. Um, I really like the Woody um, and Buzz conversation when Woody's trapped under the crate. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, deep, it's a beautiful moment when, he, when he's really just saying, no, this is your purpose. This is You think you've got no purpose, but you've got a guy over there who thinks the world and in, you know and you're a threat yeah. you're a threat but I accept like that. he's finally got Buzz convinced that it's like okay I accept that I am a toy yeah. but I'm not happy about it yeah. but I accept it yeah. so yeah but Woody's like hang on a sec you know like being a toy is not a bad thing yeah. like Just think if anything it's better yeah you know how he hides under a notebook Woody hides under a notebook yeah did you catch what was written on the cover it's it's a perfect Sid thing oh yeah improvised interrogation handbook <laughs> <laughs> That's what's written. Wow. I noticed something. It was like a, on his bag or something. There was like a girl's name. Something like she smells or she stinks or she has something, some sort of disease. I don't know. Something <laughs> abusive on there about some girl. Oh. Obviously, he loves her. I want to. I want to. Um, I want to go watch it again and just. There must be so many little details that they put in for that to Very, for that to yeah. exist. I saw that today. So that's the first one I noticed it. The moment at the fuel station with just the confrontation when when Buzz fully yeah. goes. No, nah, you know what. I've had enough of Woody. I'm going to show him a bit of what's up. Yeah. And then they, they have their argument yeah. and, you know, Woody... No, uh, Buzz just is not... He's just not getting... He's just like, yeah. no, like, what? He's like, I'm not a toy. And Woody's just like, ah, like you... I, yeah. Again, you're talking about Tom Hanks delivering this, getting so frustrated you and angry. It's, it's yeah. glorious. So that's another standout scene. And when they fight and the, they hit buttons, so it's like buzz, 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 buzz like you. rescue. <laughs> uh, when, they, when, he, when he opens his visor and he hits him, it goes whoop, like it's like a squeaky toy every time he hits him. It's, I, been, it's so great. That's pretty much the moment of the movie where like a lot of the action starts kicking in. You got the Pizza Planet truck, yeah, whole thing where like Buzz <laughs> is getting like messed up in the. Back bit when Buzz Woody is safe is, yeah. in the yeah, yeah. yeah sorry Woody is getting all messed up and Buzz yeah. is safe in the uh, they eventually get to Pizza Planet and you know like I said earlier that that set is amazing there's all yeah. these like games and stuff oh when they're running and they're disguised as like the cup and the burger box yeah, like, what's going and you can hear the straw like squeaking yeah. you know like you know when you pull a straw it's yeah. just like <laughs> I love it do you know the so just a little fun fact Pizza Planet was originally going to be Pizza Putt. A pizzeria mixed with a mini golf course. Not I think they, either. I think they changed it though to go with the Buzz Lightyear space yeah, right. sort of thing to give him motivation to be like, oh, look, we can, we can get you there. Well, I think it's great. Um, it's a great addition. What do you reckon about the falling with style, and then you get the, um, the comeback later on in the, in the movie? So you get he literally yeah. falls with style, and then he flies later, and he's like, I'm falling with style. And the That's score it. during that point, by the way, is. Brilliant. Oh, that's wonderful. But yeah, you get you get Buzz's first to infinity and beyond. Yeah. And then he conveniently simulates flying. Mm. Not intentionally, like and it which just further makes him think that, oh, I really did fly. Like what of? What yeah. of it? Um but yeah, to have, you know, the, the characters come kind of full circle by the end of it and Woody being like, Hang on, are you flying? Like, what is actually going is it, on? Is and Buzz is like, No, essentially saying, You were right, I'm not flying. But um we are getting this done, though. <laughs> like, yeah, falling with falling style. How funny is that, though, when he drops RC? Like, well, RC, they're flying and he drops him. And it's just, everyone goes, Fum, and Mr. Potato is sitting yeah. there and just goes, <laughs> and He really just does. Clears, clears him up. He just gets tight. 
It's he doesn't so have a good, good. moment. Yeah, he's exactly why he's such. He's so pissed off. That whole chase, that truck chase, yeah. the scud chasing them. Yeah. Like, although I don't see how the truck driver wouldn't notice its back's being dropped and is dragging on the ground. Not a very good truck driver. Yeah. Have you seen? Um, have you seen images online of like people putting like yeah. a Buzz and Woody? On, on the, the back, back of, of the their car. car. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's glorious. Someone yeah. will steal them. But that's glorious yeah. for <laughs> that oh, moment. It's so cool. I mean... So many scenes. Well, I think we've covered it. We could go on and on and gush about every moment of this movie, Gosh. probably. Um, but I think we've probably come to the end of yeah. that. We probably shouldn't drag this out any longer. We will go to our quiz break, I guess. And I'm quizzing you. Yeah, you are. And from the things that we've discussed, I am worried that you might have a lot of answers oh okay but um <laughs> <laughs> yes um but how, let's how we how we doing over there jimmy geez we are over time but that's fine jimmy's just been focused on he's just like i gotta keep auto saving this he's like i do not <laughs> want to lose this audio so this is over an hour and a half probably all right cheers gonna be all clear and in the opening scene how much is the advertised bounty for mr potato head slash one-eyed butt 50 bazillion it is correct <laughs> what is andy's first present Oh, shit. Oh. Bed sheets. Incorrect. Which no. toy do Woody and the gang witness Sid blow up? Um, a combat car. Correct. What is the name of the fuel station Woody and Buzz get left Dino. at? Dino. Dino Correct. What game is Sid playing before the rocket ship crane game? I can't remember. You mentioned it earlier. Oh, no. No, pass it. What is the name of the cat hanging around Andy's driveway? Mr. Kibbles? Incorrect. What does Woody attempt to throw across the to Andy's window from Sid's room? Fairy um, uh, lights. Yeah, correct. What is the name of Sid's rocket? Oh, I can't remember that. Oh no, the big, oh, the big one. Correct. Yeah. What song is playing in Andy's mom's car during the truck chase? It's the bloody Hakuna Matata. Correct. And for Christmas, what is Molly's first present? A dog. Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right. What were the two? Oh. Ah! I love that you got the 50 bazillion and you even <laughs> said bazillion like B-Z-I-L-L-I-O-N I love it to be it. honest I wrote it in my notes when I was, when I was, when I was researching <laughs> Andy's first present is a lunchbox a lunchbox oh, and then it's bed sheets and then who invited that kid yeah. <laughs> Wacker Alien oh. Sid was playing Wacker Alien and you mentioned oh, it earlier I couldn't remember if that was his first yeah right literally he's Wacker which is actually a it's like a, it's an astronaut with like aliens coming, coming out, out of his of chest. Yeah. Much like Alien. Um, the cat hanging around. I didn't know if it was their cat. They didn't seem to have a cat. So I just figured it was like a, a neighbor's cat or something. Whiskers. 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 When I said kibbles. Yeah, yeah. Kibbles. Yeah. <laughs> it was like cat food. Um, you said fairy lights, which I gave it to you. I called the, I wrote down Christmas tree lights, but oh. fairy lights, of course, that's fine. By the way, my wife, she, she'll be listening to this. She pointed out very much that there was not enough fairy lights there to, to reach that cat. <laughs> there was no way there was it enough. It was killed up. But, yeah. Anyway. Oh, suspension disbelief. Good notice. Well, well noticed. Um, and for Christmas, Molly's first present was a Mrs. Potato Head. Oh, of course it bloody was. Andy's first present way to was, go. A, was a dog. Yeah, I got you. Or a puppy. Uh, can I, so, can I just say, you just reminded me with the um, ant, the, the Sid smashing the, the toy, the game. Yeah. There's so many shout-outs to different movies in these this franchise, and this movie had them. Mm. So there's a couple of... There's a Star Wars one, kind of two Star Wars ones. Well, like Buzz and, and, Buzz says and it. Zerg's sort of history yeah. kind of thing. It's so like Star Wars. That's one. And then when Sid's interrogating Woody, he, he says, tell me where you're rebel. Something like that. But anyway, so it's the throwback to Star Wars. There's a Star Trek one. 
because um, Buzz turns around and goes live long and prosper and does the V. Yeah. Um, and then you've also got aliens. So you've got the whack-a-mole, but there's also the slime. They're all they're, they're alien queens. Oh, of spitting course, the slime yeah. Out. So I was just like, oh, there's little touches everywhere. Oh, it's beautiful. Lots of nerds do, make this movie. Do you like how Dinoco is a fu- is like a fossil fuel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you notice, um, this goes into the Pixar theory. So Dinoco in Cars, yeah. Lightning McQueen's obsessed with, you know, like to get the Dinoco sponsor. Right. The fuel brand, you know, for him to, mm. yeah. So it's like it's all connected. It's all there. Oh, great. And you've got. I think also there's like the batteries that they use. I can't remember the brand off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I think that's features. Well, they're in, from by and large. Uh, yeah, by and large features in like Wally and, and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Anyway. Um, but you got six out of ten. Oh, I wish I thought I was gonna get more. Come I on, thought so, so got, too. I as I as we were talking today, oh, I was I like, most of the yeah, I've written them down. I just didn't get them. Anyway, let's let's get into our rating, Jace. I'm going to go first. Okay, because, I think that's a good idea because you're just crazy. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to be really brief. I freaking love this movie. I've watched it a lot, not as much as you, but I've watched it regularly enough as I've been growing through, you know, childhood and adulthood, for it to be fresh and still remain kind of present in my mind. I am yet to turn around after reviewing and go, oh, it's aged. I'm not really. Like, it's, yeah. still, <laughs> it's still relevant because because it's a, a fantasy world It's in itself. Yep. There isn't too many elements in there that age in regards to the world building. Like, it is a relatable world still. It's just one from the 90s. It's fine. I, I can't see myself ever at this point in my life, in my 30s, ever looking at this movie and going, Oh, no, I don't want to watch that. What about the yeah. franchise as a whole as well? Okay. At, at the moment, all three movies. Solid. Solid. Haven't seen anything else. <laughs> but all three movies are all like in my top 20 movies, I would say. Um, I think number two I like better than this one. But this one still is 100% a five. Has to be a five. I cannot not give this a five. All right, go on. What I'm do you got, I'm going to shock you. Go on. I'm not really. Um, <laughs> I, gave, I gave The Incredibles a five too. Yeah. Because it's just so rewatched. No, look, let's... Like, I'll do this. I'll keep it very brief. I'm the same. Watchy. Every time I watch this movie, I enjoy it every single time. There's not a moment where I'm where I'm bored or I'm like, oh, you know, this is dragon or it has everything. The mm. the animation and as I said at the start, you know, the innovation of it. That's all wonderful and glorious, and everything that that means and stands for and represented and, and gave us is all thumbs yeah. up to that. But at the core of it, you've got a solid movie, solid story, solid characters, yeah, um, yeah solid set designs. Animation style use, um, you know, like if anything, the human characters are a little bit flawed, but it's like they're barely on screen enough to make it matter. It's all about the yeah. toys. It's about the toys and their settings and stuff like that. The writing, <laughs> the creativity, the, the wittiness of it all, yeah. um, the supporting characters, the music. I think that's about it. This is in my top five yeah. movies of all time. So a four out of... No, it's a five. It's a, <laughs> it's of course. Five. To me, Toy Story is a perfect movie. Well, Put that on the poster. Yeah, five out of five. I am, Howdy, howdy, howdies. If, if anybody, by the way, if anybody <laughs> wants to hear us do to, um, Toy Story 2... Hassle us. Hassle us. Let us know about it. All right, guys, everybody, that was our Rewind to 1995 Pixar's Toy Story. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind requests can be sent to us via email at thatfilmsuperpodcast at gmail.com. 
Or you could reach out to us on either that film stew or Rewind and Reviews Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages while you're at it. Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and iTunes as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. Yep. And all of our episodes are available on our website. Check it out. It's thatfilmstrewpodcast.com. If you've taken the time to listen to this episode, which you obviously have because you're hearing my voice right now, <laughs> it may interest you to know that Filmstudio have their review of Toy Story 4 on the way. Um, and if you like the idea of toys that come to life, they'll have a review of the new Child's <laughs> Play as well. Um, have you been? Se- have you seen the cross promotion yeah. or the, the promotion that at least Child's Play? Yeah. He's just butchering Tracking. these beloved characters that we've just spent yeah. over an hour gushing about. If you're wondering what our next Rewind and Review episode will be, we'll be keeping things all about Tom Hanks um, by celebrating the 25th anniversary of Forrest Gump. Ah. Uh, So keep an eye and an ear out for those. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you all for listening. This has been another Rewind and Review. I'd like to join your posse, boys, but first I'm going to sing a little song. Oh, shit. (laughs) Don't sing. We'll see you on our next trip. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. Oh, the and the new toys for Toy Story Four hit the shops. I checked them out. Mm. They're shit house, man. They're so cheap. Oh. Like, there's no material. It's all just like it's vinyl. It's just like one flat plastic. Oh, they're rubbish. Do not recommend.